Welcome to episode 14 of Founders Gyan. Thanks for tuning in. This week's guest on the show is Malini Gauri Shankar, who's the founder of fiescapes.com. That is F then the number 5 and escapes.com. FIescapes aims to help women travelers travel safe within India and they want to put India back on the travel map as a safe place to travel alone. We had a great time in recording this show and hope you find it interesting and useful too. Don't forget to check out the top listen podcasts by visiting www.foundersgyan.com/top. That is T O P. Now let's get on with the show. Malini, welcome to the show. I'm super excited to have you on air. A quick brief on Malini. She has donned multiple hats, starting her career as a Java, C hash, and Ruby developer, then branching out as a voiceover artist and into creative writing, and then finally starting her own venture called FIS Tips. So, real pleasure to meet somebody like you. Welcome to the show. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to share your knowledge, wisdom, and time with our listeners. Thank you so much, Ram. It's a pleasure to be a part of this show. Thank you, Malini. Can you fill in the blanks from the intro about your journey before FIS games? Okay. So uh, my uh, I have about eleven years of experience. So I started off uh, similarly like most other people of our generation. I started off uh, with engineering uh, after completing my engineering in electronics and communication. I uh, went on to take up a job with Polaris Software Labs in Chennai, and uh, I was a support engineer there. And then I moved on to Oracle Financial Services, which used to be called Iflex earlier. And then uh, I spent about close to two and a half years there, and uh, then I moved on to ThoughtWorks. Uh, in ThoughtWorks, I uh, was on multiple programming uh, stacks. I was primarily a Java developer, but also, you know, worked around uh, on Ruby and C sharp platforms as well. And uh, uh, so, out and out of uh, techie, a little bit of business analysis came into me when I started uh, contributing to the business angle also at ThoughtWorks. I uh, I was a part of the recruitment. Uh, I mean, uh, the requirements gathering team, the part of the inception team, and I slowly started understanding the business angle of uh, 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 things. Uh, that is where I thought the bigger picture came. I was always working on a small chunk of the project, whereas it was so it was always very exciting to look at the bigger picture. But also uh, the change, the real change came to me. Uh, Uh, when I ha- I was I became a techie, and I had to change my LinkedIn uh, profile. You know, I had to update my LinkedIn profile, and I was I was just asking myself, okay, techie leader purpose is this what you want to do with your life? You know, that question came in, and that's when my life changed. I guess uh, I was uh, uh, I could think of an alternate career because I had uh, some very strong hobbies. Mm-hmm. Which was one was writing and the other one was I was a hobby voiceover artist. Okay. So I used to sing when uh, earlier. So I had been to one of the studios in Bangalore to record my voice, 
and they said uh, uh, for one of the re reality shows and they said oh you should probably start writing voiceovers right and they started giving me scripts to record okay so that was uh, quite fun right so i regularly started recording on saturdays and sundays and mm -hmm. some kind of money started coming in this was when i was in a job so i uh, at that point when i wanted to quit and try something i wanted to figure out if this could be an option so what i did was i went on loss of pay mm -hmm. i went on loss of pay for about 2 months and i worked on setting up a small home setup and i started recording and re-recording i did not know anything about the voiceover industry i it was just this one friend i was recording for right. once in a while other than that i, I never took it seriously mm -hmm. but when i went on loss of pay there was not that money coming in Right. So at that point, I had to do something about it, right. and uh, and my job was, uh, you know, I was almost quitting my job. Right. So I knew that I had to make it this time. So I started writing to various voice banks, voice casting agencies, advertisement agencies, all of that. Right. Lots of rejection in the initial days. Right. And later, uh, slowly uh, things started picking up, and in the first two months, I kind of. was able to make good i i was it of course that money would never match right. when you are in it you are right. just so overpaid sometimes right. that uh, you don't really uh, understand what it is to actually go out and start something sure crash. sure i understand i was in it and never never thought twice you know about buying anything exactly yeah. yes so uh, but it kind of i thought uh, it might work out because there was money tricking it So I went ahead and quit my job. Okay. So the next uh, six months was really, really hard. Mm -hmm. Very. Uh, so I was so very used to getting a salary on the first of every month. Right. And suddenly that was not there, and I was struggling for survival. Right. And though I was not a not a hundred percent entrepreneur trying to build a brand. Right. I was trying to build my own brand. Sure. Sure. Yeah. So it was a very nat natural progression from being uh, an, an employee to a freelancer. Right. I learned uh, a lot of things, lot of things. Okay, how many how many rejections would you have gotten? You said you got plenty of rejections. Plenty of it. Tens, of hundreds, it. what? Yeah, earlier uh, to give you an idea, if I sent ten samples, probably eight would get rejected and two would get selected. Now it's uh, yeah, it's the other way around. Okay. But so nobody starts perfect. Is right. what I'm trying to say here. Right. Everyone learns. Uh, From their mistakes and failures are the stepping stones to success. Okay, brilliant. So you were doing all this, and then uh, you started FI Escape. So can you give us a bit more? Uh, under uh, can you tell us a bit more about what FI Escape actually is? Yeah. And also, how did you come up with this idea? Yes. All right. So uh, almost uh, two to three years after my job, I was freelancing, and I was also actively uh, doing travel blogging. Okay. I started my own blog. I started writing a lot about my travel because travel has always been a part of my life. Mm -hmm. A lot of important decisions in my life have been taken during my travel. Okay. Okay. So uh, <laughs> that way, uh, travel has been a very important part of my life, and uh, I have always uh, wanted to do something in the travel domain. I've been following a lot of. Uh, there were very few women travel groups at that point. At the time that I'm talking about this. 
2012. I've been following this space quite closely mm-hmm. because I was a customer at that point. I wanted to travel India. Right. You know, like that. But uh, the real trigger happened when the Delhi rape case happened. Right. Uh, in 2012 December. Right. So that was when I uh, realized that uh, at that point, the travel blogging circuit was so active, so much of buzz. Everyone writing about it, the blogosphere was completely with the posts about that. I was thinking, okay, should I write a blog about it? Or if I write a blog, probably the flooding will be uh, around for some time and later it would die down. Right. So what do, what can I do to change this? To, is there something that I can do mm-hmm. to make this, to make women in this country feel safer? Right. That was when this idea, and I was already looking at the women travel space and all right, that. Right. Not necessarily to start up, but just following. Right, right. That was when the idea solidified. Okay. That problem, I know travel. Right. And I know I'm a fairly independent, confident woman traveler. Right. And I'm a mom as well. Right. So if I can travel, right. so most other people, most right. of the women would be able to travel and probably right. I can help. Right, right. Uh, so in April 2013, I joined IIM uh, Bangalore mm-hmm. for their uh, Women Entrepreneurship Program, okay. Management Program for Women Entrepreneurs. Okay. And uh, that was a one and a half months course because I had no idea of starting a business. Right. So they have a condensed course which right. I took and by June 2013, I had my business plan. Okay. Tell us a bit more about how FI escapes actually works okay you you told me the idea and uh, you're following this space closely and that's how you thought why can't they come up with a solution rather than just writing about it uh, so how does this work uh, how exactly do you help uh, uh, women travelers yes. travel safe sure so uh, whenever anyone comes across FI escapes that's the first question that they ask right how do you take care of safety right number one the biggest disclaimer here is we say we don't promise safety. Right. Nobody can promise anybody safety. Right. But what we say is we will definitely make you feel safe. Okay. We'll give you an environment where you will feel safe. Right. And how do we do it? Right. We do it in a uh, very different way. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we do is we primarily work with uh, boutique hotels and homestays. Okay. We try working very closely with the posts. We try okay. avoiding the middlemen. Right. And we directly work with the local service providers. Okay. And we try finding places mm-hmm. which have at least one woman post. Okay. If not, a very reliable, very established local person handling it. Right. You know, uh, that way it really brings in a level of trust. Okay. And from there, we build a network of trust from there. Okay. They're trusted drivers. They're trusted service providers. Okay. Not like that, we jot a graph. Okay. So, uh, we started with select uh, places okay. and now we have such vendors across India. Okay, excellent. And is this like a kind of a group tour uh, comprised mm-hmm. only of uh, females or what's, how, does it, okay. how does it work? There are uh, two uh, models here. Okay. One is all women fixed departure group tours. Okay. Where uh, it's as it, as it says, it's all women. Right. And uh, uh, the dates are fixed, okay. and but any any woman from any part of the right. world can join. Okay, that is the first way. Okay, the second one is customized itineraries. Okay, this could be uh, all women or mixed groups, right. but generally the first point of contact, the people who contact us are women, 
Right. The way we started doing customized directories is mm-hmm. most of our women who started traveling with us mm-hmm. saw the difference in our directories and the value add that we provide. Okay. They came back to us for all their family and friends trips as well. Okay. So nowadays, what we say is, if you have, if you have always wanted to travel with your bunch of friends, just call us. We are just a phone call away. Or if you are meeting with your family, right. call us. We can do end to end logistics for you. Okay. Excellent. Now, for our budding founders listening out there, uh, can you give us some tips on how to come up with a good idea? Um, okay, coming up with a good idea, I would say a good idea. There is nothing like a good or a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, it's all about the execution. Okay. But one pointer I would say is, mm-hmm. see if you are solving a real problem. Mm-hmm. Where there is a problem, there is an opportunity. Okay, so 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 I just want to hang on to that a little bit. You're saying see that you're solving a real problem. So are there perceived problems or unreal problems uh, when you when you use the term real problem? What do you mean? Uh, uh, can I can I embark on a journey trying to solve a fictitious a fictitious problem? Fictitious problems. Yeah, it may not necessarily be a problem. Sometimes, see, businesses can be of two ways, right? Mm-hmm. One. You are solving a need. Right. The other one, you are solving a want. Right. So uh, for us, actually, while travel falls into the lifestyle category and it is not a need, it's just a want. Right. It's a need of the hour for the country. Right. You know, our country being perceived as safe and all that is a bigger problem. Right. To solve India, it is it is not easy, but right. we are having fun solving it. Whereas you know, uh, launching a new brand of clothing. Right. It's probably uh, a, a, I wouldn't say call it a problem, but it is probably a want. You are picking on the want. It's all dependent on. Uh, so no idea is bad. Right. It all depends on how you project it and how you uh, you know execute it. Okay. And sometimes you can convert wants to needs. For example, what Steve Jobs did with Apple. Right. You know, people want to own, uh, uh, you know, Apple products. Right, right. You know, they see that as a symbol of status and, right. uh, you know, something that is so uh, pricey and all that. Right. Now people long to own it. Right. So it all depends on how the okay. execution is, right? So, so let's move to that. So how do you execute upon an idea? All right. So this is one part that I really like because a uh, lot of us are perfectionists. Right. I used to be one as well. Okay. <laughs> so I. So you have to be right uh, in the voiceover business, or is that a? I think is that uh, just we, a fact. Yeah, I think most. <laughs> yeah, in the voiceover business works very differently. But uh, when you are an entrepreneur, when you are starting up something, right, and you don't know anything about it, right, you'd rather want to get your. You should rather get your hands dirty right. than wait for. You know, wait to make it. Hundred percent perfect. Right. No one is, you know, the. It's more important to be timely, arrive timely, right. than you know, procrastinate and probably by the time it is perfect, no one more would want it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just recently read on Twitter, uh, LinkedIn founders uh, quote that says, "If the first version of the product doesn't embarrass you, then you have shipped it too late." I mean, that's, that's the quote. I think that pretty much sums up what you're saying. Yes, yes, yes. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Excellent. So, 
we all hear about founders sacrificing family times to make their venture a success you also already mentioned that you have a son so can you tell us a bit more about your family and how you manage uh, both family and business yeah so i have uh, quite a bit of family support and especially i should tell about my son he is a travel freak as well okay. so he is perfectly okay. okay and the need to start something like this stemmed from the fact that uh, my husband me and uh, my son we were not getting that time overlap to travel together and i wanted to be able to travel in safe groups right. that is where the fire, the basic need for starting something like fi originated from okay. uh, so but but people do talk about work life balance but if work is something that you really enjoy and have fun with mm-hmm. then it will not look like a burden mm-hmm. and also work should not consume so much of your life that you don't give time to the necessary things right for example uh, uh, my son's exams are going on mm-hmm. i'll make sure make it a point that i will be there for him when he studies it right all that you know right. i just stay working very late and all that is a fact right right work smart right do work hard but work smart okay, okay. and uh, scientifically it is been proven that you can only have these many productive hours in a right. work day right. i set hourly goals okay as uh, so most of the days at least 3 to 4 uh, four days in a week mm-hmm. i set hourly goals and i keep achieving them okay most of us have only 4 to 5 very productive hours in the day true, true, true. other than that we'll be in meetings or right. social media or something right right make if we can achieve uh, 200% productivity in those hours right i think uh, half the problem is solved okay excellent excellent advice i really like it uh, now coming to women entrepreneurs um is it is it uh, just me or is it a sad reality that not many women are into entrepreneurship so i've connected with a lot of tech founders and so few are women do you agree that there are less women in entrepreneurship and uh, what do you think is the reason for this and how do you think it can be changed okay so uh, yes it is uh, true that uh, there are less a number of women entrepreneurs okay and that is also all this takes root from the society right well. right it's, it's not dominated society patriarchal not just india the numbers also, in the west also such as that there okay. are less a number of women entrepreneurs okay and also it is a matter of how they are wired right you know the priorities were especially for a woman in her middle ages right. definitely shifts to the child and most of them uh, not not many of them have good support systems and right. everything so there is always a fine line that they have to right. there is always a trade off right but still yes uh, the things things are getting really better uh-huh. there are quite a few more women entrepreneurs and also there are quite a few just that there aren't too many stories out there Okay. you know people like you when right. you bring out the stories right. that is when uh, more and more women will be inspired to take this route right but also one more thing entrepreneurship is way too romanticized a subject right it is not very true it is not all that cool or as cool as it sounds sure the grass is greener on the other side that's yeah. how it is yeah so so we'll just touch on the uh, women entrepreneurs and you said uh, if more people listen uh, more women listen to the show and things like that they would also get inspired so what would your advice be specific to women entrepreneurs listening all right 
So uh, at this juncture, I have to tell you, I have been a volunteer with Head Start Network Foundation, mm -hmm. which is India's largest uh, early stage entrepreneurship community. Right. It has presence in over 13 cities, and I lead it as the Women Entrepreneurs Initiative at Head Start. Okay. So the reason we started it itself was there are a few bunch of ladies like us who are very active in the startup ecosystem, right. and we saw very little participation from women. Right. We were trying to figure out why and. Uh, what we saw was not many women were coming out to these events and right. there is just so much information out there mm -hmm. but it is not being consumed by the women that is one thing we are trying to change as we at Head Start right. so what I would say, what I would tell women entrepreneurs is just be out there, mm -hmm. don't be afraid to speak yourself out Right. When only when you are heard, you, you know you will be noticed and one thing that, uh, one big mistake I made early during my entrepreneurship days was I thought if good work, if we do good work, mm -hmm. we will automatically be recognized. Right. That is not the case. Right. We have to talk about the good work that yes. we do because there is just so much noise in the world out there. Right. And you have to make the right noises to be right. heard. Right. So, so excellent advice. And it applies to both men and women, I, I believe. Uh, it's not just the quality of work that you do, but how well you sell yourself. Yeah. I think it matters a lot. Yeah, and one specific uh, uh, advice to women, it wouldn't be an advice, just a suggestion, right. is that, you know, when we step out of the house, a uh, lot of women think that the house will come crashing down, the right. children will miss. The truth is children don't really miss us. They learn faster than us. Right. You know, as mothers, we tend to be more attached to the child than the child. The child also right. needs some freedom sometimes right. and independence. Okay. So it's okay to okay. step out and do things that you like to do. Okay, excellent. Great great advice. I, I really like it. Now, is there a, a daily ritual that you follow or a morning ritual? Uh, can you share it with myself and our listeners? 100% exercise. Exercise, okay. I believe that exercise is something that completely changes your life. Right. Uh, as entrepreneurs, we have incredible amount of stress. Right. And exercise is the only thing that can set it right. You okay. know, you start your day with a positive mindset and the right. body releases the endorphins. Right. And all the stress associated hormones. And right. The day goes on in a positive mood. Okay. I swear by exercise. Okay, so so you exercise every every day, every morning. Every single day. Okay, great. Can you tell us something about yourself that is not commonly known? Uh, okay, so I was a practicing storyteller at one point. Okay, so what's a practicing storyteller? I'm not familiar with it. So before before I uh, set on to do a five escapes, I was in a soul searching mode for about uh, six to eight months. Okay. At that time, I sold and baked cakes. Okay. I mean, I baked and sold cakes. Okay. Okay. I sold pastas. Okay. I went about to different uh, libraries telling stories. I was performing stories. Okay. Drama dramatized performance of stories. Okay. I did a lot of things before I ended okay. up starting at five. Great. You gave gave me three things instead of one. That's that's great. <laughs> uh, we are almost halfway through. We just have uh, maybe another six seven questions. Right. So. What is the best advice somebody has given you? Alright. Yeah, I think this is something that would be applicable for anybody in their personal or professional lives. I heard it once from a very wise man mm -hmm. that at any given point in time, let your actions be 
defined by these three things. Respectable, mm -hmm. responsible, mm -hmm. and functional. Okay. At any point in time, mm -hmm. if you are sulking, let's say, and especially it is very true when it with entrepreneurship, there are so many difficult moments that press you down. Right. And you feel like, no, I don't want to work. I right. want to just run away. Right. Those moments happen to all entrepreneurs. Right. You know, at that point, just make sure you are still functional. Right. You take one baby step forward every day. Right. You know, and uh, respectable. What you do is respectable. You respect yourself for what you're doing. Right. That is primarily it talks about integrity. Right. Not losing your integrity and responsible. Okay. Make sure it does not affect uh, others in a negative way. Okay. Brilliant. Respectable, responsible, and functional. Brilliant. Brilliant. Um, now, you also uh, just mentioned that you volunteer with uh, Head Start Network. Can you give a bit more advice on how listeners can join this network and what benefits they can get? Alright. So, Head Start Network is uh, almost 8 years old now. Mm -hmm. uh, most of you would have heard about uh, our flagship event, Startup Saturday. Okay. This event happens uh, consistently on the second Saturday of every month mm -hmm. across uh, 13 different Indian cities. Okay. And uh, this serves as a showcase for upcoming startups okay. and also a great platform for aspiring and early stage entrepreneurs to come and be inspired okay. by big names in the industry who have struggled and made it big. Okay. So that is our flagship event, okay. flagship initiative. Uh, besides, we have a lot of other initiatives right. like co-founder search. Mm -hmm. We all know how yeah. difficult it is to find yeah. a like-minded co-founder, right. right? So we at Head Start, we are trying to bridge the gap between okay. people and uh, bring them closer. Okay. So that you, the, your chances of getting a co-founder okay. uh, are, uh, you know, higher. Right. And we also have this uh, hiring initiative called Head Start Hire, right. where we bring rockstar startups. Okay. And uh, great candidates together. Okay. You know, hiring. We make startup hiring process easy. Okay. And we have uh, another very important initiative called Head Start Clubs. Okay. Which is uh, a closed door session okay. where we have one subject matter expert, a mentor, mm -hmm. and four to five startup founders, okay. and they brainstorm brainstorm on one particular subject. Okay. And so, uh, and we have we at Head Start which is the Women Entrepreneurship Initiative at Headstart. Okay. We are trying to provide women entrepreneurs all resources, access to all resources, information, uh, inspiration and mentorship. Okay. So, uh, I think you missed uh, how can listeners join this network? Yes. So, we are, uh, we, uh, you can write to Bangalore at Headstart.it if you are keen on joining okay. the, if you want to volunteer, okay. you can write to Bangalore at Headstart.it okay. and you can join our Facebook group Headstart Network, it's a huge community Okay. and most of your startup related questions will get answered okay. there. So, so we can go to Headstart.in and uh, kind of get information on how to join because I'm conscious yes. a lot of listeners are all over India, all over Yes, the best way to join is join our Facebook group. Okay, okay. Headstart Network. Okay, brilliant. Can you tell us, I think you touched a bit upon this. Um, the question is, can you tell us a bit about your worst entrepreneurial moment and how did you turn it around and the lessons you learned from that experience? I think you touched on baking cakes, uh, going to the library, but I think you really enjoyed all those things. No, so that was fun. 
Yeah, so tell us about your worst entrepreneurial moment. Okay. There have been quite a few moments where I felt, oh my god, what have you Okay. The initial days, especially as a solo founder, uh-huh. it's incredibly lonely. Right. You suddenly feel the world does not understand you at all. Right. The, the world thinks of you like, uh, okay, what, what is this person doing now? Right. Especially I am working on a very uh, different idea which is kind of ahead of its time. Right. So most of the men would smirk and women would uh, be like shocked or right. will be overwhelmed with disbelief. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and how can how can a trip run without even a single male? Right. So what uh, I you know I had the rape case and I used to ask what happened to Nithya? Right. There was a she was with her. Right. So you know the very difficult questions initially. Right. Uh, felt very. Now I know I have to just shut up and keep working, keep building on the idea. I shouldn't really any mind. Right. But there have also been, as a part of the business, there have been difficult situations uh, where, uh, as I said, our work was not. We were doing. We knew we were doing good work. Right. But uh, we were not able to reach out to people and right. all that. That uh, at that point, the realization that dawned. That we have to really reach out to people and start talking about our work. Right. That is, that was another. We touched rock bottom before uh, the realization dawned. Okay. Okay. Brilliant. What's the future you envision in your own entrepreneurial journey? Now I frame this question just saying entrepreneurial journey rather than if I if I escapes because uh, you have been through a lot of different things. So. What's the fusion? Uh, f- sorry, future you envision for yeah. yourself? So for myself, yes, uh, I started at five uh, after I wrote my purpose of life statement. So F I is my lifetime dream. Okay. Though I have done a lot of soul searching, this is right. one big problem that I want to solve. Okay. At least for the next ten years, okay. I see myself completely dedicated to F I. Okay. So so what's the, what's the future you envision in F I? All right. So a day will come when women, women from across the world wouldn't think mm-hmm. before they want to travel to India. Right. And FI would have brought about that change. Okay. FI would have put India back on the global travel map as a safe travel destination. Brilliant. I really, um, really respect your vision and good luck with that. I know it's a very lofty dream, but um, yes, it's it's not really big. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, can you recommend any books or resources for our budding entrepreneurs? Yes. So, uh, on the business side, uh, the latest book that I read was Zero to One by Peter Thiel. Right. That completely would change the way you look at uh, startups and how do you think of business and competition and all that. Right. That was very enlightening. It was an eye-opener of a book for me. Uh, on the personal side, I would say Emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. I think that is something that all of us need to read. You know, uh, most of the successful entrepreneurs in the world are very emotionally intelligent and stable. And uh, the kind of uh, lemons that entrepreneurship journey would throw at you, right. you need to be emotionally very stable to tackle them and keep moving forward. Okay. So, who's this uh, emotional intelligence by? Is it uh... Daniel Goldman? Okay. We'll link it up in the show notes. Now, FI Escapes is about uh, two and a half years old, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, two years. Two years, okay. But 
what would you have done different in hindsight if you started out today i would have understood that reaching out is the first priority okay talk about your product even before you build your product okay okay because you were kind of late in that is it uh, yeah. uh as i said we were doing good work but not talking about it we were like a grim vessel not making any kind of noise okay <laughs> <laughs> okay excellent um I just have uh, one final question. So before we go on to that, how can our listeners get in touch with you? Uh, are you active on LinkedIn, Twitter, Twitter. blog? You you also mentioned the blog. So my uh, blog is semi often now. Okay. Yeah, I don't get time to write, but yes, I'm planning to resurrect it. Okay. So what's but your Twitter handle? Twitter handle is Malini G S. Okay. So that's the best way to get in touch with you. Yes, I'm quite active on Twitter. Okay. Excellent. Okay. And uh, you could also connect with me on LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Okay. Already got a share for the name. Okay. Excellent. I just have one final question, but before that, I just want to take the time and acknowledge you for sharing your knowledge and uh, wisdom to myself and our listeners. I'm also very grateful for the value you are adding into uh, the world and specifically to India's tourism. Uh, the the things that you are trying to do, I'm really grateful for that and. also for your role as a volunteer in head start network so with that we'll move on to the final question so if there is one gyan that you you could give our would be founders what would that be time to start with us now okay that's our motto at head start don't keep procrastinating just start get your hands dirty okay excellent advice i really like it um, so thank you so much malini for your time and it was a real pleasure chatting with you and wish you continued success in your future ventures thank you so much ram it was a pleasure interacting with you good luck with founders yaar as well thank you very much there you have it folks another great startup and founder check out the show notes at www.foundersgyan.com/ep14 if you liked what you heard please share it with your friends and colleagues using the nifty share icons on the show notes page or directly email the url Also don't forget to check out the top listen podcasts of the past at www.foundersgyan.com/top. I'll see you all next week with yet another great founder and startup story. In the meantime, you know what the show was meant to do. I hope you got inspired and do take action today. Thank you again for tuning in.